0: Welcome to the Stories Behind the Stars podcast. In this podcast, we interview researchers who are finding and telling the stories of individual World War II fallen heroes. This is part two of my interview with Jonathan Floyd. Do you have another story you want to share with us?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's go on to Mont F. Stevenson. Uh, this is one of the most highly decorated soldiers, if not possibly the most uh, that I've done a story for, uh, Captain Mont Stevenson. Uh, his story is pretty remarkable and he was a pretty remarkable, uh, soldier. Uh, he was born in 1917 in LaVan, Utah, which is once again, kind of a little town in the middle of nowhere, central Utah. Um, and, and he grew up in that, uh, area for a little bit and then ended up going to, uh, to Salt Lake City for high school. and and then attending the University of Utah. Uh, he became an accountant uh, and, and worked in Riverton, Utah for, for some time in that field. And then in 1942, so he was a little bit older than, than some of these other soldiers that I've looked at. Uh, in 1942, uh, he enlisted in the Army Air Corps, uh, completed basic flight training in California, uh, and then, and then was also trained in Arizona and earned his wings there. And then he was a flight instructor, uh, for, for some time in Louisiana, at Barksdale field. Uh, and then in 1944 in March, he was actually assigned overseas to active duty with the 597th bombardment squadron, um, flying the B 26 G Marauder bomber, the medium bomber. Uh, and, and he was very successful. He was, an exceptional uh, officer in the Army Air Corps, he was promoted to captain, uh, he, became a, he became squadron commander, um, he received the Air Medal with three silver and two bronze oak leaf clusters, and then eventually was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross, which in the Army Air Corps uh, was the second highest medal you could receive. Only the Medal of Honor was, was a higher award. This, this guy was top-notch. He was the, the absolute best of the best. Um, he was only over there for about nine months. Uh, in, in December of 1944, he was, uh, the, the plane he was flying was attacked by German fighter aircraft over Sefern, Germany. And uh, his plane was shot down uh, and, the, and the entire crew was, was killed in the crash. Uh, so it was, it, his career in the Air Corps was very, very short uh but but he was able to accomplish some amazing things and uh, that was unfortunately tragically that was how a lot of those careers ended. Survival rates for those bomber crews were not good um and 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 unfortunately, his crew was was one of the many that didn't make it back from those missions. but I just was really impressed with him. the amount that he was able to accomplish in such a short period, clearly how capable he was. So that was a neat story to learn about.
0: That is pretty impressive to be, you know, only in nine months. I mean, what have I done in a nine month period?
1: Right. I wish this is one that I was a little bit frustrated on. I really wanted to find out why he received the Distinguished Flying Cross, because that's a big deal. Um, That's not just something they give away willy-nilly. Um, and I would have loved to, to know the, the action that earned him that award. Uh, but I, I couldn't find a citation for it. So I, I'm still, you know, perusing, trying to maybe find that, but I haven't found a citation for it so far.
0: Well, maybe as, as this podcast will trigger something and somebody will find something and contact you. <laughs> you
1: know, like... Yeah. Any of y'all out there <laughs> who happen to know where I might find a, a database of, uh, distinguished flying cross recipients. That'd be really great.
0: Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, my father, my husband's grandfather flew bombers over Europe and we didn't really ever talk a lot about um, about it with him. Um, I mean, I never knew him. He died when my husband was really little. But um, one of the things that he said was "His my father-in-law was going to Europe and he's like, hey, dad, you want to come with me? And he's like, no, I've been there. I flew all over Europe. I don't need to go over again. I'm never going again, and so it was just kind of interesting, like you said. Like the casualty numbers for bombers was so high. I think for him, it was just you know he just probably felt like it was so lucky to to be alive and to be one of those that came home when all of his buddies didn't come home from those missions, and like you know the turnaround rate was just so high for for bombers. So I think that's impressive that he did so much in such a short time
1: yeah absolutely and that's you know by the by the time as the war continued and you're needing more and more resources you're you're trying to 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 put as many planes in the air over germany some of these guys were barely trained at all i mean like these guys were not qualified to be flying bombers into into combat and facing you know, BF-109s and the, the, these fighters, uh, it, these these are just kids in a lot of cases. Captain Stevenson himself was a little bit older, which was why he was in his, I think, part of why he was in his leadership position in the first place. But but a lot of these guys were really just kids. Many of them, if not most, were younger than me. I'm 22. You know, and these guys are flying bombers into combat. It's no wonder that a lot of them didn't come back. It was a very, very difficult situation
0: yeah can you imagine being like oh you're 18 you're old enough to fight. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: I'm gonna give you this you know massive four-engine death machine and yeah I it I was would a not different time
0: that. I would not do that with my when my kids turn that age that's not what I'm thinking <laughs> there's no yeah. way wow
1: yeah for sure
0: do you have another story you want to share with us
1: yeah. So this kind of is going to become a theme, but a lot of these uh, are pilots that I, that I've been able to learn some about. Um, and, 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 and that's, that's really not an accident. I think because it was such a, a risky um, assignment in a lot of cases to be a bomber pilot, but this one is once again, a little bit unusual. And and for some reason I'm drawn to these more unusual stories um just kind of the the recognition that not everybody who fought or, or who not not all of these World War II casualties were were cut from the same mold, right? People had a lot of different assignments and were contributing to the war effort in a lot of different ways. And this is definitely a case of that. This was uh Second Lieutenant Joseph J. Beeson Jr. Uh who was born in nineteen twenty one in Salt Lake City, Utah uh and and grew up there he graduated uh, from East high School in in Salt lake city uh and and then the University of Utah for those of you who are listening who are uh, fans of the movie high school musical that that high school where he went to school is where that movie was shot um, so he he was from the original East high um, he worked out of high school as a minor. That was a very common profession uh, at the time, right, working in the copper mines outside of Salt Lake City or working coal mining in central Utah. And I'm not sure which uh, specific field he was in. Uh, He he enlisted in the Army Air Corps, and that was the records on his enlistment were a little bit unclear about the date when he actually enlisted. But he seemed to have been promoted uh, relatively quickly because by May of 1943, he was a second lieutenant um and he was attending advanced flying school in Texas uh and and then and then later on in New Mexico he was being trained as a pilot for a multi-engine bomber um and then he ended up being assigned to a training squadron uh at Clovis Airfield in in New Mexico and and in February of 1944 he was assigned uh to fly just on a basic logistical transport mission, there was a B-17 at Lowry Field in Colorado that needed to be transferred to Clovis Field in New Mexico. And since he was trained as a pilot, he was assigned to, to, to fly it back. Um, and about 10 miles west of Palmer Lake, Colorado, uh, just shortly after taking off, within just a few minutes, the plane started to ice up. And there really wasn't a whole lot they could do about it. And it ended up uh, crashing near Palmer Lake and, and killing uh, the entire crew. And that once again is kind of one of those situations where you go, okay, he's not in combat. He's not, you know, facing bullets. Right. But it's still a very dangerous situation that he's been uh, put in. And, and, and he's contributing in a way that's maybe a little bit unusual. Uh he, he wasn't flying in combat, but that was still necessary, right? The Handling those logistics within the United States was an important part of the war effort. And unfortunately, uh, in his case, it cost him his life. So I, I think that's another interesting situation.
0: Yeah, but it's super really fascinating. I Actually, my grandfather was a child during World War II. And I, I asked him, you know, he lived in Utah and grew up there. And I was just asking him you know did you have any experience with world war 2 or like you know any stories you would you remember and his father was a teacher at Her- hill air force base and so he would go up there and 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 help teach the pilots um i don't know exactly what he taught i think history or english or i can't remember but um he told me a story is like the only memory i have is actually of a pilot being crashing on the runway and the whole crew dying and i was like wait in 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 Utah, like on the field, and he's like, "Yeah, I, we were just, you know, sitting there waiting for dad to get picked up, and um, like we were waiting for our dad to be finished, and we were gonna leave, and in came a plane, and it had some mechanical issues, and it was being flown from like California to Utah to be worked on, and it it, it hit the runway, it crashed, and it just exploded, you know, and so it's like how there were so many of those deaths." but they were a crucial part of helping us, you know, fight the war. And so it's kind of sad because, you know, those people who died, they don't get that honorable, like, you know, oh, they were, they died here and they have this really cool story. It's like, no, it's a really tragic story, but it's still a casualty from the war.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's, it was cool to kind of be able to bring, you know, a little bit of recognition to one of those guys. And I'm sure there are a lot more Um, that's the only one of that type that I've really covered, but I imagine that you know, other than being shot at, flying is is, is risky in any situation, right? Where you 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 have issues that can come up, such as your plane freezing over, and 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 you that is just as dangerous as being shot at. Then at, at that point, um,
0: yeah, and I think we owe a lot to how safe it is for commercial airlines to be flying right now to a lot of the knowledge we learned from World War II. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Certainly. I mean, de-icing technology has gotten a lot more reliable uh, since, since World War II. Those B-17s were death traps. Uh, they weren't the safest of planes to fly, even when you weren't being shot at. Uh, they had a lot of problems, a lot of mechanical failure, things like that. Um, but it, it was lessons learned. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely true.
0: Thank you for listening to the Stories Behind the Stars podcast. We're so grateful you're here with us today. If you like this content, please consider subscribing. Please consider donating on storiesbehindthestars.org or even better yet, volunteering to help write these stories. We're so grateful for all of our many volunteers who are making this project happen. And if you have a story you think needs to be on this podcast, contact us at contactstoriesbehindthestars.org.